0: Lori. Hey. Where are you off to?
1: Uh, you know, I just need to get a glow up. You know, I've been feeling a little kind of run down.
0: Before. Well, I got to tell you something. I'm on my way to the new Boulay Brothers hair salon. Uh, I think they have an appointment right after me. You should go.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I was wondering where I should go. Cause my last lady died. Oh. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, don't think, don't look into it, but I she won't. just, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I've been looking for a new place to go.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to run over there right now. Uh, but well, yeah, just cruise on by. I'll, t- I'll tell them you're coming. But uh, I got to run. I'm already running a little late. We know how they are with people being late.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. All right,
0: I'll see you there.
1: Okay. I hate that fucking guy. Um, hi, I think my friend Joe told me that I was going to be coming in. I made an appointment to get... Uh, Uh, Ah, yes,
0: Uh, but he told me it was uh, some beautiful woman.
1: Oh, oh, okay, Uh, well, (laughs) that's very sweet, I guess, of him. Um, Okay, well, yeah, I just uh, uh, Okay, well,
0: sit sit in the chair. Sit in the chair. And what can I get for you?
1: Uh, Well, they. they A nice shave? I could see you need a good shave. I could shave. No? No? I don't need to shave. I just want to be made, looked into a monster. You know, I heard that they said they make you into a beautiful monster. So that's kind of my my goal, is to be made into a monster. So.
0: Could you hold on for the one minute, please? Yes. Yes. Okay. Hold on. Just for a minute. Just stay right there. Hey, uh, Dr. Maud, uh, could you come in here for a second? What is it? Um, this person here, uh, they say that they want to be made into a beautiful monster. Okay, and? That's what we do here! Well, uh, the, the sort of the problem is, uh, I think she's already a monster. You want to get to keep a hold of this job? I, I, hey look I could fa- I thought I'd leave uh, the other hair salon and uh, the pe- hair salon slash a pizza place and come here and because uh, you, you said you want you were looking for a six foot Italian listen I don't like middle class cops coming through the front door you know what just you know what just take take a little off the top and cut off her head okay well if you asked for it oh uh, hello there.
1: I heard everything you just said. You, you literally took one foot away from me and were pointing at me very vigorously. So I knew you were talking about me.
0: Let me tell you this. The, our slogan is, if you don't look bad, we don't look good. And Let me tell you, you are making us look really good, Mama.
1: Oh, well, hey, wait a second. You know what? I'm out of here, and I am leaving a very mean yell for you.
0: Oh, no, 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 please. Don't do that. Do anything about that. Just sit down on the chair. I give you a nice cut off of the top, if you know what I
1: mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I'm leaving. I'm getting in my car. No, 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 sit
0: down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Here we go. I shave the face, I cut the puss, I lick the clit.
1: All right, you know
0: what? No. I'm shaving
1: the vats. Get away from my crotch. I'm out of (gasps) here. I should have stayed at the Budleigh Brothers
2: Hair Salon.
0: Welcome to the... <laughs> Let's do this again. Sorry.
1: I fucked it up. No, that's fine.
0: Okay. I don't know why this... All right, here we go. i got to do it again. It's the wrong volume. Here we go. Welcome to Hello Uglies, the Dragula recap show for Season 4, Episode 6, titled Hairy Monsters. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one bewhiskered co-host, from the Bloody Pod... Oh no, from Bloody Podcast. Please say, hello, uglies, to the goddess of glitch, glamour, goth, gossip, and gore herself, Miss Marie Camp. Hello, Lori.
1: Hello. How are you? Yeah, you
0: were coming... Shut ad- up! <coughs> You are coming to us from beautiful, sunny Southern California, even though I you always lived in beautiful, sunny Southern California.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> by the way, new apartment.
0: your new apartment, by the way, um, I got a uh, text message from uh, our Afterthought co-host, family member, and um, All Star Six co-host, Adam Salandra. He goes, where do you live exactly? Because it looks like my husband and I next year are moving to Orange County. And what? Yeah, and he I, and then he, I go, oh really? And we're talking about it, and then he goes, um, yeah. So now you, Lori, and I can all be together. I go, ooh, awkward.
1: <laughs> Actually, I had heard that Adam might move, so that's why I got the hell out of there. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Well, that, wouldn't that be funny if you actually end up meeting the husband? Remember, oh, I Adam has been very adamant that you probably will never meet his husband. Yeah,
0: I don't get that. It's so bizarre. Even though I've only really met Star like once or twice, I've never really met Star. Yeah. I've never spent but, time socially with Star.
1: Well, I think that, um, once we get, like, we have, uh, let me see if I can move. Oh. Oh. We have a bunch of boxes over here, mm-hmm. which will uh, never
0: get unpacked. By the way, I know you.
1: Well, Star's been pretty adamant that they get unpacked. Oh, so, right. um, if it wasn't for her, we pro- I probably wouldn't have unpacked a single box. But yeah, you'd be like, "Well, I'm gonna move one day anyway. I might as well be packed." You know, that's what. Well, because Star Star the other day was like, "I think." I would love to get a two bedroom in the same apartment complex, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, then we should just keep things in boxes because yeah. if we gotta remove, then I don't want to have to." And who's the it other bedroom gonna be for? Uh, o- like an office.
0: Oh, okay. So, okay. Lori, one of the things I, I might as well talk about this now, even though I, I had it in my notes to talk about it when we talk about Saint. Uh huh. But um. I was going to say, do you remember All... Star- and I know, I, I'm assuming that people who listen to this show also watch RuPaul's Drag Race, right? Yeah, probably. And uh, so they all know who Jan is. Jan Sport of season, I think, uh, 11 or 12. and And yeah. then um, All-Star 6, you know? Yeah. And I made fun of Jan a lot. I love making fun of Jan. She was one of my favorite people to make fun of, okay? <laughs> She's very easy easy to make fun of. Very easy to make fun of. And one of the things that amused me more than anything, there were two things was well, no, this one thing. It's all tied up in one thing. Was for someone so ambitious and has to be the best student and, you know, teacher's pet, that RuPaul Paul and the producers tortured her by always <sighs> making her safe, and then the only time they weren't safe, they just booted her. Right? Yeah.
1: She, well, they knew that they could like break her down psychologically. Yes. That's what, that was the best part. But also I think the way that they did it was just like, honestly, so brilliant in that they like made her question her own identity.
0: Yes. Yes. Thank you. Please go on. I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. (laughs) Are you good? You're good or? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, for those who don't listen, for both those seasons, Jan notoriously was having, like, psychological episodes, like, really just anxious and anxiety because she wanted some sort of critique, even if it was good or bad. Yeah. Just because she uh, was getting nothing and she didn't know she was doing well or not.
1: Well, she it wasn't that she, it was also that they were kept telling her, like, we just want to see your authentic self. Yes. And she's all like, I don't know what else I can show you. Yes. Like yes. this is me. And yeah. so So she literally was like, I don't know what they're looking for. Yeah, I can't down. there's I can't there's no other way I can explain that this is me. Yeah. And they just kept coming back with, We just don't feel like you're being authentic. Yeah. It's just
0: <laughs> so here's the thing i've been part of this program and i don't want to bog down this show with the details but i've been part of this p- program where i have to show up to meetings and they give us assignments and it's an amazing opportunity right and there's 10 of us and as a teacher you probably might know that and this is probably the way it breaks down in real life there are 10 of us and i would say i'm in the the nerdy side So there's three of us who actually take the program very, very seriously. We do the homework. We show up to every class. We take notes. We are the A students, okay? Mm -hmm. Then there's another three or four who are somewhere in the middle. They're not – they show up to most of the classes or they leave early and they turn in the homework but like right before class starts, you know, or maybe during it or whatever, right? And then there are three or four, I don't know, whatever adds up to ten, who are like straight up – I'm going to say three – they just don't go to class, they don't do the homework, or they're just, I don't even know why they're there, okay?
1: That's so crazy to me.
0: Yeah, because for people who don't know, it's an amazing, amazing, amazing opportunity. You yeah. Know? I, the reason also I'm not going into details. I do have, I never signed an NDA, but I do have rules about what I can and can't talk about, so it's, I just prefer not to talk about it, right? Oh, interesting. Yeah. So... What's funny is we just finished meeting number five. We had five days of homework. And every time I'm like the first one to put the homework in, I work my ass up to get the homework done. I am every class on time, blah, 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 right? And every, and there are these two facilitators, okay?
1: Every, I think I know what you're going to say.
0: Every yeah. single fucking time they'll be like, well, we had to go over the homework. We only have time to go over a few. And they do everybody but me, right? And at Uh first I was like, oh, that's funny, right? That was class two. Class three, I was like, wait a minute, right? Class four, I had a legitimate like internal meltdown, right? Where I wrote to the the, the head of the program and I said, listen, did I do... Not to the facilitators, not the facilitators. Did I do something wrong here? And he was like, "No, I don't know what you are talking about." He's like, "You know what?" And he tells me all this plan of action they're going to do. He's like, "I get it. I get what, that could be very frustrating." Blah 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 blah. Right? So I was like, "Okay, taken care of." Laurie, I was at class number five yesterday. We had to do this it, intense like audio exercise, or we recorded audio and do all this stuff, right? I was the first one in. And had the homework of the ten people, only four people turned it in. Okay. Okay. They're like and by the way the sound exercises were all less than a minute okay mine was 45 seconds they had to be less than a minute that was a rule and they're like we only have time for 3 and they did the other 3 people that's skip me
1: <laughs> so you're the jan
0: i'm the jan and i re- and i had a full on fucking meltdown let me show you something I pulled out a bottle of wine and I just turned my camera off and drank an entire bottle of wine. Okay? (laughs) And then I wrote to the facilitators and was like, can I just talk to you after the class? Right? And they're like, "Uh, yeah, sure.
1: Why are you doing my voice?
0: Well, because I figured that might scare them. Oh, okay. um, So after the class, and the class, of course, ran long. And they're like, yeah, what's up? And I go did I do something wrong? You know, did I do something wrong? Did I offend you in any kind of way? And they were like, no, why would you say that? And I was like, I told them. And then they laughed and they were like, I think it's just because we're stupid and we just don't notice, right? And I was like, okay, man, well, I have to believe it. But then I go, please don't do this thing. Now we're next class. I'm going to go first. And they're like, no, now you're going to go first and we're going to spend the entire session on you. And I was like, "No, please don't!" But I realized later. I go, "I'm Jan. I am the Jan. Jan. I literally was having an anxiety attack. It's why I drank the bottle of wine, which is I heard from my psychiatrist the safest thing to do and most you know best advice. But I'm the Jan, and here I have. I've been (laughs) making fun of Jan. When you're having
1: a psychological meltdown, it's always great to add alcohol to. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, that. But that's the thing, Lori. Is I was literally. I'm. I'm not. Because I'm laughing about it now. But I'm not kidding. I was in my feelings yesterday. I was Jan. I was having a meltdown. I had to leave the meeting for twenty minutes and call my cousin and cry. <laughs> you know, and I and, and that's the thing is, and I'm going to end it on this, and I'll let you talk after this. We hate in others what we see in ourselves. <laughs> and I th- I didn't realize I was the Jan. What are your comments on this?
1: Uh, you know, I just uh. I really feel bad for those f- facilitators. Uh, <laughs> well, now I,
0: I think I'm the problem. I think everybody now sees me as the problem. Oh, you don't think so?
1: No, not at all. And I, I told you that we had a conversation about this cause you had called me. I don't know why you, you call me sometimes and ask for my advice. And I'm like, what is it? Because you want to know what to do the opposite of? Is yeah. that why? Uh-huh. But I feel like I said the same thing they said, which is, I think honest, honestly, I think that that you are so with it and you are so together that this and because other people are having so much problem, Mm -hmm. so many problems that I think they're like, we have to spend time on the people who are struggling and they don't get to to you because they see you turning in the work. They see you doing everything they see. They're probably clocking that like he gets it. He knows what to do. They mentioned
0: that, but I don't know if I buy it. I don't know.
1: If I I, th- I legit think that's the case. And maybe it's not. I don't think I don't think it's like intentional every time, but mm-hmm. I do think that they are seeing it that way. I don't there's no reason for it. I mean, look, to be honest with you, if this was me, if I was one of the facilitators, yeah, I'd be doing it on purpose just to fuck <laughs> with you. But it's uh, nobody knows you in this group. No. So they have no time to hate you yet. Yeah. So, yeah, I Perfect. would say
0: Different people have asked if these people think I'm funny. And I go, no, they don't think I'm funny at all. I go, it's not because, it's just because of the way the structure is. Mm-hmm. We don't really interact on a personal level. We only interact oh, okay. through our project. So it's, you become whatever your project is. And the project I'm working on is not a funny project. So they don't see me as a funny person. There's another guy, he has a funny project. They think he's hilarious because his project's funny. That makes sense. Yeah. I was reading a project about you, and then everyone started crying. I like, I can't have that.
1: <laughs> One lady killed herself. Yeah, she's like I I've I've dealt. I lost a child, and this was more severe. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I think that uh, I think that you're, it's your psychosis. I think you're reading way too much into it. All right, but I also think that you should stick up for yourself. Be I think you've done the right things. You know, basically so far, and that you know these you you need to get everything out of this class that you can possibly get. And if they're not calling on you, then yeah, you, you should, you should reach out to them. Yeah.
0: So, by the way, the class is Weight Watchers. People don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. For this week's cold open, the boulets, I have to make sound exercises for Weight Watchers. For this week's cold open, the <laughs> boulets. And it's all just
1: sitting on chair chairs <laughs> yeah. creaking. Or me trying
0: to get up, going, like, ugh. Uh. <laughs> For this week's cold open, the Boulets play a commercial for their new salon. For the main challenge, the monsters have to design a hairy monster look. Teratoma wins the challenge and Sigourney Beaver and J. Jolie are up for extermination. In the end, J. Jolie is murdered by Drek Morda leaving five monsters in the competition. Laurie and K. Camp, why don't you go ahead and name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not.
1: So, I will say... That overall, I liked this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say the two the two things that I can pinpoint that I really liked. I liked um, the judging. I thought the judges. uh, I love seeing Land Insider, and the other uh, judge was great. And. The looks overall, I thought, were pretty fun. Yeah, I thought. I thought with the hairy thing, I thought it was going to be more like dirty mm-hmm. and like just dis- not d- necessarily. But I honestly, I was afraid that there was going to be like eating hair yeah. kind of thing, which is like something that makes me nauseous. Wait, wait, wait! The- eating hair makes you nauseous. Yeah, watching people eat hair. Oh.
0: Sorry, Star-, Star. I'm sorry. I'm starry. <laughs> By the way, I'll be at the Haha ha Cafe on Lancashire. This yeah. weekend. I'll be doing that joke actually. I was trying, I was workshopping it right there.
1: That was your project for yeah. Weight Watchers.
0: The, the project was, that was my project for Weight Watchers was to do that starry joke. Okay, sorry. I yeah.
1: And that, that was why it was so, they were like, oh, this guy apparently doesn't know what comedy is. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other thing I really liked, well, yeah, I guess they said the two things. The, the thing I didn't like was, I just felt like even though overall I liked this episode, mm-hmm. I just felt like this was the first episode where I didn't feel like there were any stakes yes. whatsoever, yes, I like agree. we knew we knew immediately Jay Jolie's going home, yeah, we knew all and and then also, like even with the judging, the way that they do the judging, we'll get into it, but it's just like it was like, oh, there are stakes. no, wait, they're not, yeah, so yeah. yeah.
0: Um. All right. So the two things I liked about the episode: first, La Zavoletta sitting in the cauldron dressed as a cat, while Jane Jolie is talking about how her cat is dead now, was everything.
1: That was great.
0: That was great, and
1: she even acknowledged it, which yeah. I thought was great. Which she's like, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah that was that was awesome. Yeah, it so- would be like if. That episode where uh, Mary, Cherry, and um, Sigourney Beaver talk about losing their grandmas mm-hmm. and their mom—that like <laughs> Dolly was dressed, yeah, Dolly was dressed as a mother or something,
0: yeah. and it had a sign that said uh, Ma- uh, Sigourney's Grandma." Yeah, Sigourney's, dead mom. Yeah, I'm Sigourney's dead mom. Um. Next, Hoso being called out for being high maintenance was both a surprise, but yet, oh my god, that's amazing. Even though I think I wish they would have done more.
1: Yeah. I kind of didn't like that because I felt like we don't really know the context of it. And it Mm -hmm. felt weird that, and also it was like. So, you mean to tell me that Hoso's high maintenance, but that no one else on the show is high maintenance?
0: Well, the other thing is, here's, is you know, the, the, the tricky thing with Dracula is buying into the reality versus the show. You know, like, for instance, the Boulet brothers, as portrayed in the cold opens and whatnot, those characters would have killed Jade's cat. You know, like, they wouldn't be yeah. like, oh, we feel sorry for you. The other thing, too, is, um, uh, the in the show they're like attention competitors attention competitors the floor show's about to begin and they're like ah they're not ready and i'm like well yeah you <laughs> cut them off while they're in makeup they're going to need help to get finished their looks which i don't think is really the reality but oh, yeah, but when you buy into the reality it's like if you buy into it it's like well yeah bitch you didn't let her finish her makeup someone has to help her finish her costume or get into yeah. it
1: yeah Exactly,
0: um, I get the sense too that Hosa was not only just doing that, but also a little demanding about it.
1: That could be it. Yeah, yeah, that could be. I, I, I did get the sense. Well, we'll get into. Yeah, it, we'll but get I into. Get, it. I did. I did start. I'm starting to turn. I still think Hosa is very creative and great, mm-hmm. but I'm starting to turn a little bit and think that she's kind of a, a drama queen. Yeah. So,
0: and then the thing I didn't like was I think, and I think you hit on this is we are seeing now the page turn. Uh, of where it was uh, a reality show to now where, which is weird because the, the the way they're designing these episodes, it looks like the episodes from here on out are just going to be extended floor shows. And that's going to be the whole episode. Because yeah. let's just say right now, let's just talk about this now. Let's say, let's say next week, in theory, I don't think it's going to be the case, but let's say this next week, Zavaleta goes home. I think... It's just going to be like, you're sickening, bitch. No, you're sickening. No, you're sickening. And it's going to be the whole boudoir. But even let yeah. is playing the nice girl. So like, because yeah. the other four queens are in the workroom very nice and not shitsters.
1: I, I don't know. Hoso, I feel like, has been kind of coming out as a shitster, in my opinion. Oh,
2: really? I feel
1: like Hoso is like a low-key shitster. But yeah. everyone else has been so loud that it's been hard for her to kind of it's been hard to see what she is.
0: Yeah. So All right, let's go to the Cold Open. We see an ad for the Boulay Brothers oh, I'm sorry, the Boulet Beauty Bazaar and Monster Makeover Salon where you can be introduced to a whole new uh look of drag, filth, horror, and glamour. Lauren, did you have any thoughts on this cold open? There really I didn't think there was much to it. I have one <laughs> thought, but
1: um, you know, I just thought it was it was like short and cute. I I kind of feel like it it was a weird place to have it though. Like I I was really definitely feeling like this would have been a great first or second episode opener, mm-hmm. but having it like in the middle, almost like to where I feel like we should be ramping up. You know, mm-hmm. and so, but that, I mean, overall, it was short and cute. I liked the looks. I thought the, uh, looks were kind of k- kooky and crazy and, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I
0: didn't hate it, but I did write in my notes that it seems like a video you would see in the queue of some sort of Disney Star Wars ride. Like if you were in Star Tours, this would yeah. be the video that plays on the screens as you're waiting in line was like, oh, you can go to Endor and have a fancy haircut at the at the moon of Endor salon, you know, and it would be literally apart from the naked men. Or nearly naked men, it would be this exact video.
1: Yeah, which I mean, if you look at it, it we could you could see all of this is like a all these videos. is like almost like rides that, yeah. you know, videos of like different rides if there was like a dragula theme park or something yeah which would be a great theme park
0: after betty's elimination the monsters reflect on the chaos in last week's cauldron la zavaleta and hoso walk back into the boudoir and the competition la zavaleta and jade apologize to each other for their part in last week's drama meanwhile sigourney shares her struggles as an afab queen in the drag world Laura, your thoughts on everything that happened in the boudoir before we go to the main stage announcement.
1: So the two things I noticed was I felt like I noticed that Hoso didn't even, like, attempt to apologize. Like, wasn't even...
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
1: Just kept her mouth shut the entire yeah. time. And she was probably one of the bigger shitsters from last, mm-hmm. last episode. Yeah. And she was just like, I don't have anything to, apologize. she just was like, Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. And the second thing was I, I kind of was a little annoyed with Sigourney Beaver in the beginning because I felt like her apology was just sort of like a backhanded way to get sympathy for herself or her acceptance of an apology. She was like, I accept your apology because I'm used to being shit on by men who don't, uh, don't think that I deserve to be here. And then I felt like she kind of came out of it a little bit and had, like, more of a positive note. But it was almost like – I don't know. I felt like it was a little more, like, woe is me sort of thing.
0: I think I, – I've noticed this the past few episodes, but I think it's very funny or peculiar, I'll be honest with you. I think it's very peculiar that in the grand scheme of things, I'm a much bigger – supporter or cheerleader of Sigourney Beaver and particularly being a cisgendered woman in this competition where you've been more critical of her. And I'm very curious as to why.
1: Uh, Well, I just, I think that you support is, shouldn't just be given to somebody just because they're one woman in a competition. It's like how they were saying, like the judges were saying that they need to be st- sticklers to their rules, you know, even though Jay Jolie is going through something and saints going through something. It's like, if you don't mean the means of the competition, meet the, the, uh, requirements of the competition, then you're not, you should be kicked out. And I feel like sometimes I feel like Sigourney Beaver uses the fact that she's a woman to justify not being up to par in the competition Or being judged in the competition. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, you either have to accept that or get out of the competition. Like, if that's how it's going to be, then, you know, talking about it is sort of not necessarily going to help you. Yeah,
0: but I do feel, this week being the exception, and maybe last week, but I do feel a lot of her looks have... I don't know, I thought to go back to my notes, but I feel like she has deserved her place so far in the competition
1: yes i agree i thought she did great last i mean we both agreed last episode that she deserved i i do agree with the judges that i feel like she she has deservedly move you know gone on for the most part i felt like her first look i wasn't too jazzed about but for the for every other look i felt like she has deserved to move forward um even this look was great it just i felt like i agree with the judges that i felt like it should have been a little i don't necessarily know if dirty was the word but like more hairy Mm -hmm. i felt like her it wasn't as hairy as it could have been
0: well here's what i'll say is i guess maybe part of it is i feel no no matter where she falls in the competition i feel that the not all of them like i feel dali's been very supportive and whatnot but like a lot of the men have just gone after her. And it seems to me, I don't know if this is true, but it seems to me that they go after her just because she is a woman.
1: Oh no, I agree. I think that I, and we've talked about this. I think that the men have said, I think it's funny because I think the men have, have done this thing where they, they go like it's, and they did this to a uh, bitter Betty. They're like, you deserve to be, you should be in this competition. Because you are, you're representing a group of people and it's like, no, Sigourney should be in this competition because she's a badass and she's been doing really well. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying in this instance, when she accepts, when you accept some, accept somebody's apology, I just think it's a little passive aggressive to accept somebody's apology and be like, I accept your apology because I've dealt with this my entire time being Mm -hmm. in drag. And it's like, well, you're not accepting the apology then.
0: But I think that's rich because remember when you and I had that big fight about um, in the Heights? I called you privately and I apologized. In the
1: Heights. In the Heights. Oh, oh, that's right. Yes, yes.
0: And and I called you privately and I apologized and you said to me, I remember this like it was yesterday.
1: I accepted your apology yesterday to call me and apologize.
0: I know, that's why I remember it, because it, yeah. it was, it was literally yesterday. Yeah, I said that. You said to me, well, I accept your apology because mm-hmm. I'm used to being, mean, uh, have a uh, horrible, horrible, fat, fat gay, gay, Mexican, Mexican man, man say horrible, horrible things to me,
1: to me. And I'm always, like, always uh, like, look like in
0: the mirror. Me. Look in the mirror. You already I'm have, liver spots,
1: already you're not even have 50. liver spots. and I already have liver spots. You know, and you're not even fifty. Yeah, you, I said that. I said those words verbatim.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, who who are you to judge me, right? So I'm used to this. I'm used to you,
1: Joe. When I do it, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. What I'm trying to say is, when I do it, it's justified. When she does it, it's not justified. Yeah, I think it's because it's she's a woman. critical Yeah. I think
0: it's
1: because she's a woman. <laughs> because she's a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple
0: of things that I noticed. <laughs> I love, and I believe it was Saint because we didn't see who said it, but somebody very subtly said when they walked in, we did it, Joe, which is a reference to, remember, come, we did it, Joe, we did it, you're going to be the next president of the United States, and Kamala Harris said that when you went, that was great. Um You know, they talk about, I think Zav is talking about the previous extermination challenge. And once again, we are seeing that we we see the excerpts, they're much more exciting than what they showed us. And I'm like, why didn't they show us this? Why are they saving the best parts for the flashback in the next episode?
1: I think it's like they're trying to do like a behind the scenes kind of thing. But in my my opinion, it's like, well, just edit them all together. I yeah. don't think we need a behind the scenes. No. If you just edit them all together,
0: yeah. Um, okay, when Hoso comes in, I don't know if you get this, Lori. When Hoso comes in, and she comes in, and she does a, a half bow, and she goes "Bonjour, ladies!" Fantastic drag race reference to fellow afterthought Dieter Ritz's entrance on season four of RuPaul's Drag Race. That's what she came in. She came in, she did an exact half bow, and she went, bonjour, ladies! And I was like, that is a great reference. Oh,
1: that's funny. Uh, Yeah. I felt like Hoso, kind of, like, this entire episode was just sort of like, went back to her calm, like, just quiet self, but I just felt like she still was like, even when she she was talking about her outfit, mm -hmm. she was like, I still should have won. Like, it's just like, bitch, that wasn't... And also, I forgot who brought it up, but somebody brought up a good point, which I think was La was like, maybe it was glamour, but I didn't see a ghost in there. And I was Lori, like, yeah.
0: that was me. I was on the oh. show. Didn't you oh. see me in the cauldron?
1: <laughs> you know what? Oh, that's right. I, I thought was... you were the cauldron. <laughs> I
0: was. Oh, yeah. okay. And I was like, Laurie, Laurie, Hello. <laughs> I was wondering why. Yes. I thought.
1: I thought. Why is that pot yes. waving at yes. me? Yes,
0: and I was. Well, <laughs> here's what's worse. They didn't even. They thought I was a cauldron. That, that that's why they've been calling it the cauldron. They think it. I'm a cauldron. Oh, I'm is that why they there. tried
1: to light your butt on yeah, fire? Yes,
0: yes. Oh, they okay. would be like, "Well, there's clearly a big fat round black shirt or something. Or, you know, that must be a cauldron." <laughs> And I was like, "Ah, don't like me. And I was like, hi, Lori. Look, I'm a cauldron. I'm a cauldron.
1: I got to be honest. It's the same reason why I can't go to Disneyland anymore. Because every single time I go near the Indiana Jones ride, they're like, the boulder got loose. (laughs) (laughs) We got to roll the boulder back in. And I'm like, guys, it's a beige pantsuit. All right. It's very slimming. Well,
0: you know, they wouldn't let me on Splash Mountain. They said, um, you realize it's splash and not tidal wave mountain, right? Yeah. And I was like, Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They were like, We can't we can't handle the amount of force that's yeah. gonna be generated.
0: The, well, remember when you and I went together? Oh kids yeah, were and they kinda shut up the up park us. down. Well they th- were running up, they thought we were Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yes. And we were like, No, we're not and they're ah.
1: <laughs> it was Ah, that's what Tweedledee and Tweedledum would <laughs> well,
0: say. I don't know why we were wearing the propeller beanies. That was the thing I think they gave it away.
1: Cause I thought we could fly. I thought that's how we would get around Disneyland. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. It was very strange. Um, okay. Let's talk about those apologies. Let's talk about, uh, Zava's apology to Jade, Jade's apology to Zava. Your thoughts there? Uh,
1: I, uh, did it seem to you that it seemed forced? Like it seemed like the producers sat them down and was like, This is not how we want to be portrayed. You need to apologize. Uh, I just, it felt weird to me. It felt a little forced. Or
0: could it be a brilliant move by Zava's part where it's like, you know, there's that old adage in politics, you know? Uh, Everyone knows this. It's not like a big political secret. But that when you're running for the president is that you, you know, go extreme in the primaries and then go centrist in the, in the, um, whatever not the finale but you know what i mean in the whatever oh is.
1: in the yeah the main right, the main one yeah yeah <laughs> and um we're both political yeah figures. i'm a political
0: scientist by the way and uh it's the same Super thing into here maybe zava's figured out you go ham in the top and then you do a a, a narrative turn if you make it halfway oh i could see or that or after halfway because...
1: I, I do kind of i did kind of love that like at the very end she was like we're not it's not gonna it's not gonna stick
0: well also <laughs> she did that thing that publicists do where it's like if james charles says like i think that jews should all fall off a mountain and they're like james charles and then she apologizes but she's wearing glasses like they always come up wearing glasses that makes them look more serious you know yeah
1: like oh and then she like i'm sorry if i upset you
0: <laughs> yeah i'm sorry if i upset you so yeah, yeah the, but the apology seemed genuine. But then they, I was like, okay, well now the show's boring. And but then at the end, Zava goes like, like this isn't going to last. And I'm like, well, if you look at the five people left, you're the one that would not make this left last, Zava. Now that especially now yeah. we know that Jade's leaving. You know.
1: Well, I will say again, Holso didn't even like attempt to apologize. There was absolutely no, no recognition of anything that she did. Yeah. Wrong. No, so, I,
0: I didn't even think about that. Yeah. All right, Laurie, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to cover the rest of the show. On the main stage, the contestants learn about this week's main challenge, Hairy Monsters. The contestants will design and create their very own hairy monster look and show it off on the floor show. In the boudoir, back in the boudoir, the monsters are given boxes of wigs and play dress-up. Saint feels the pressure of representing her community and takes a smoke break with Dali. The monsters work on their looks and La Zavaleta reveals she used to be a preschool teacher. So, Lori, what were your thoughts here and everything that happened?
1: I don't, I felt like, uh, I kind of feel bad for Saint because I felt like the, the resurrection to me was such a different atmosphere than the, than the show is. Mm -hmm. And I felt like she did kill the resurrection. She did a very good job on the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she's just having such a hard time translating that to the show. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do feel bad for her. And I, and I think it is kind of, it is a lot of pressure. I mean, you have, uh, Saint and and Sigourney I feel like those are two uh contestants you know Hoso too as also but they're representing not only drag but they're representing like a a, a significant part of drag you yeah. know Saint's representing the African American community with drag mm-hmm. and uh Hoso the Asian community mm-hmm. and um with Sigourney she's representing the female community so it's like Um, I just think that, you know, there's a, there's like this extra pressure there Mm -hmm. that I don't think I would ever be able to like, fathom. So yeah, I just felt I felt bad for her. But at the same time, I felt like she wasn't really hearing what Dolly was saying. Mm -hmm. Like Dolly was like, look, they love your looks, but your performance is what needs to be amped up and she just was sort of like well my performance is just who i am and it's mm-hmm. just like okay well then you're not gonna win like i don't I, if i was dolly i'd be like i don't know what to tell you like i'm telling you what the judges are saying yeah yeah
0: so. um you know for me what i took away from this was one i i'm trying to understand what was happening in the beginning i think that they were just trying to figure out something to do because why didn't dolly want to wear a wig or try on a wig and play dolly wears wigs War, I don't Warwick know what it is
1: she she just doesn't i guess she doesn't like it unless she puts it on. I have no idea,
0: well, I just think this is sort of what passes for any kind of entertaining television now that all the drama is gone any any thoughts on uh saint's drama and the smoke I know you just talked about it, but any other thoughts on the smoke break or anything
1: i couldn't I couldn't figure out what she was saint working on something when she was in the smoke break. No, I couldn't see. Okay, Laurie, couldn't, they're never working like on anything dark. Yeah. So yeah, that was my only thing. Was it was just very dark. I couldn't really see what was happening.
0: Lori, this is not two thousand and six. Okay. <sighs>
1: I'm not. <laughs> Stop it. Can I? Can I share something personal?
0: Sure. We're, this is a private okay. conversation. We oh this is did you think this was a
1: podcast? Oh, I we're just having a phone call. Yeah. Um. So, Star, there's a, a African American artist, or there's a, uh, I don't know if she's American actually, but there's mm-hmm. an African artist who has this, who created this like, almost like a tea towel, and it's of a black woman, but it looks like, uh, like almost like a caricature of a black woman. Like yeah. it's got like the big lips and stuff like, yeah. you know, from like the 50s when, when people used to do like really racist blackface, mm-hmm. right? Like minstrel
0: show type stuff.
1: Yeah, minstrel mm-hmm. it looks like a minstrel thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it makes me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to start trying to figure out where to put it. I don't want it in the house cuz I'm like if somebody comes in the house and sees it, mm-hmm. they're going to think that I'm racist. yeah And because and if they come in your house and see it and Star goes Lori, this is in
0: 2006. <laughs> oh, yeah. And
1: I was like, son of a bitch. I go, are you upset because she's it's a black person? And I was like, no. That's not why I'm upset. Well, Lori, if so, this if this is
0: – okay, here's what I want to know. Why you I get a T-shirt – in my
1: relationship. Why I get
0: a T-shirt in the mail promoting a tour that you're doing that was very offensive.
1: I wasn't – it was a T-shirt made by a fan. I am in no way associated with that tour – I have nothing to do with it. It's not even a tour that exists in reality. I'm not so yeah. No, no way, no way, shape or form am I associated with that.
0: Um, are you okay? By the way,
1: yes. Okay. Why do I not look okay?
0: Well, no. Today is uh, November twenty fourth, Thursday, November twenty fourth, twenty twenty one, and the the verdict in the Ahmed Arbery verdict just came down and i didn't know how you felt about it
1: i'm excited i was uh, actually not excited excited's the wrong word i'm s- so thankful because i was so wor- i was talking to my aunt today i was so worried cuz i was like if if th- those three guys don't get a- don't get found guilty i mean it is literally there's going to be bedlam i mean oh, it's going to be like that makes sense you, you know. were
0: worried about what the blacks would do if he wasn't no
1: married. no oh. no stop it no, I mean, we have Kyle Rittenhouse who crossed state lines to kill people. Mm-hmm. We have these three guys who chased after somebody for like really no apparent reason. I mean, they, they claim it's for something. Lori, like, he uh, was jogging. A non-justification but you know that he was quote unquote you know they think he was trying to rob a house mm-hmm. um that, that wasn't, wasn't built. There. by the way <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean
0: he'd be a really bad robber if he was like yeah oh look they're building this house let me see what i can rob from there
1: exactly and um so i feel like it would be like it would basically give more white people carte blanche to start carrying weapons around and killing black people and i'm just like i i we can't like there has something has to happen. And so I feel like this this Ahmed Arbery trial or the 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 three men who were found guilty. I'm like, thank fucking God that, that they were found guilty. It's so
0: funny that you're saying this because just the other day I got this idea because, you know, there's these gun control advocates who they're trying to get gun control and they can't get it to pass because the NRA just shuts it down. And all these conservative people shut it down, right? Yeah. And they're like, let's ban guns. That's that's how we're going to do it. And I was like, you know what? The way you get effective gun control, and I'm not being funny, Lori. This is not a comedy show.
1: No. We've said that many times.
0: Yeah. Anyone who listens knows that. The way we would get effective gun control, and I think I'm going to start this organization, okay? Guns for Gangs, all right? Is you start buying guns for blacks and latinos (laughs) okay and just come here we will buy you an ar-15 we will buy you a cannon we'll buy you whatever you want and that's that's my organization we buy guns for blacks and latinos but believe it or not this is a gun control organization and i am telling you you are going to see this uh uh, gun control pass so fucking fast uh you won't know what hit you all of a sudden they're going to get rid of the second amendment
1: Well, that's, I mean, that's the whole problem is that there have been so many times that they've done studies where they have a white man walk down a street with a gun and then they have a black person walk down the street with a gun and shockingly, uh, the black person is the one who gets arrested and it's an open carry state. Yeah. So, you know, I just, yeah, I'm just like, Stephen Colbert, I felt like said it best, which is like, laws have to change like it's just we can't keep living this way um okay i want to
0: go back to the show dali i'm gonna tell you no
1: i like this comedy comedy we're doing yeah we should
0: do like in the middle of every hello uglies episode we should just do like serious political discussion
1: yeah i would love i would love for us to get into the afghanistan debate like what do you think we should be doing differently oh yeah yeah i think i think
0: people want to hear us talk about afghanistan Uh israel v palestine
1: Oh, I, I'm so positive that people are dying yes. to know what I have yes. to say about Israel and Palestine. Yeah,
0: Israel and Palestine. I think people want to hear what we have to say about Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, uh, this case. I think. Uh, I think people just really want to oh, the vaccine.
1: Yeah, the war on drugs. Let's go bigger. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um,
0: Obama. Just, just Obama. <laughs> just... just Obama.
1: <laughs> Our um, next episode is going to be ep- the the episode of Dragula plus Obama.
0: <laughs> yeah, just called it Obama. We it always end with Obama.
1: Yeah, Obama. Um,
0: anyway, I was going to say Dolly. Everyone always talks about how hot da, hot. Wait, I can't talk. How hot Dolly is? And I'm going to tell you from a physical perspective. I don't see it right. However, he has a very 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 attractive personality. Very attractive. I'm very attracted to but based on his personality, I think that's very sexy.
1: I think I think he is very cute. I don't, but I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not sure, but when he smiles, he mm-hmm. has a wonderful smile, yeah. and so I'm not sure if it's maybe his personality. It's just really encapsulating everything. But there are times where I've looked at him and I've thought, "Oh, that is a very cute man. That's a very pretty man." Interesting
0: um okay there's a scene where they show sigourney and she sketches she's all oh, here's my sketch and i thought about this i was like
1: why does everyone know how to draw oh did you think that was a good sketch it's better than i could do i thought it was i well the reason why i was laughing was because i thought it was such a I thought it was such a uh, like a funny juxtaposition from Hoso who like uses oh. like computer software yeah. and like yeah. animation okay. to draw okay. on a tablet, and we... then you get Sigourney Beaver drawing like a, a a stick figure, basically.
0: No, okay. So here's what we're gonna do, Lori. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna okay. mark the st- spot. Okay.
1: Okay. Is we you
0: gotta grab a piece of paper? I'm gonna grab All a piece right. of paper, and and I'll cut the, the 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 time that we draw out of the show. Okay. okay. But let's each draw a, a hairy outfit that we would wear on this show. Okay?
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Okay, Lori. Now, I have my drawing ready. I don't know if you have your drawing ready. I have my drawing ready. Okay. Um, I will go first. I drew myself um, with the hair. This is, is going to be proof positive that I do not know how to draw. All right, here you go. Ready?
1: Yes. All right, here we go.
0: I don't know if you can see it.
1: <laughs> I love that you gave yourself man boobs. Oh, yeah. And duck feet. hmm
0: Well, it's part of the costume. It's a duck feet.
1: And then is your neck disassociated from your entire body? Is yeah. That how- mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a thousand times better than what I drew. Oh, let me see. <laughs> well, it was like a
0: kind of a cousin it thing.
1: Yeah, cousin yeah. it... And then I colored in the hands and the legs. Oh, okay.
0: Well, I think it shows that we have, neither one of us could have done uh, this, this drawing that we did for... Um, no. Yeah.
1: But see, that's why I thought it was so funny was that I thought... I mean, look, I think Sigourney, yeah, obviously is clearly better than us. But just to me, what made me laugh was the juxtaposition juxtaposition between, you know, Hoso's like professional creation and <laughs> Sigourney, we were just like... Here's the draw. Here's the doodle I yeah. made. I
0: think that's just in comparison to Hosa because I was impressed. I'll be honest yeah. with
1: you. Um,
0: all right, it's the day of the floor show and the monsters prep for the runway. The girls notice Jade is quieter than usual, and in the confessional, Jade tells us her cat passed away. Um, not much to say here. More or less is was like, well, why don't Jade is sitting right there? You can just ask her why she's sad.
1: Yeah, I. <laughs> Well, to, can I be perfectly honest? The the when we were in the workroom, and it was like Jade's really Jade. Oh, Jade looks really upset. Jade mm-hmm. looks like she's not doing well. And I thought, who the hell is Jade? <laughs> I was like, oh, that's right, Jade's still. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, by the way, I forgot to mention something. I do love in the in the previous bit where Sava was like, I used to be a preschool teacher, and it made me really happy because I love kids. Anyway, here are the bones of my victims. Yes, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's a weird <laughs> juxtaposition there." But it's very also, clever.
1: she seems like she definitely has the the emotional dexterity to be a, a, a preschool teacher. Yeah. Um.
0: All right. Well, let's go to the floor show. Uh, Lori, uh, on the main stage, the queens show off their hairy monster looks. Any big thoughts on the floor show and the any of the looks or anything?
1: Um. You know, it's uh, with the editing and everything. It's always tough because I felt like it was so dark that I just feel like an old lady. That I was mm-hmm. like, "It's too dark. I can't see what's going on."
0: Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so Saint was first. What about the other ones, Lori?
1: <laughs> Stop it. I lo- I liked Saints. I really liked Saints. Mm-hmm. I thought her her performance was still kind of. Eh. Um. For Up until they said the name of Dolly, I thought Dolly was La Zavoletta, to be honest with you. Um, okay. And then, but she was really great. I loved Hosos. I thought Hosos was really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the only one that I, I, I kind of was in line with the judges. The only one that I was like truly like eh about was I felt like J. Jolie. I mean, at least it was like hairy, but it was just, it felt very like. Halloween costumey kind of thing. Like it didn't feel like you have these people that are doing like true art with their, um, you know, custom designs. And you have like Jade, who's just sort of like, it felt very pre like it kind of immature in a way. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, yeah, she's definitely going home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody else was just sort of, I mean, it was like, it was nobody like knocked me on my feet, but I didn't hate the looks too.
0: Yeah um well first of all let's talk about the boulet brothers they looked amazing that outfit looked amazing on the second view and i got what they could say what what they got wait i got what they were saying and that they didn't walk at all they couldn't walk so they give the illusion through quick cuts that they walked but they actually didn't move at all if you look at it a second time
1: well what i thought was funny was they had that they mentioned in the judging where they're like do you think we would be in the top and i was like i think that honestly they would be in the bottom simply because the last couple of times they've worn big headpieces that have really forced them not to be able to move. Mm-hmm. So if they were truly in the competition it would have been like stop wearing these ridiculous headpieces yeah. that don't allow you to move. But just looking at them, yeah, they look stunning. So
0: um you know, I was looking at Dolly's look and Swan in the in the judges panel told Dolly that she hated the shoes, but I looked at them in a second viewing and uh they looked fine for the character. They look like Shoes a troll would wear. I, I don't know what it is with the Boulé brothers. I get really
1: offended by shoes. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's mostly Draco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swan Thula doesn't really seem to have an issue with shoes. Well, Swan brought up. Swan was the one that brought up. Uh, she brought up the. Sh- oh, maybe yeah. I didn't. I didn't clock that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Sigourney's look.
0: Uh, I know you loved it. I just thought it was a regular Sigourney look, and then she just glued random pieces of hair everywhere.
1: I didn't love it. I just didn't hate it. I mm-hmm. thought it was an okay look. I just. I I mean, look, she looks stunning the way that she dresses herself. But Mm -hmm. I, I just felt like, um, you know, there were definitely people who were worse Mm -hmm. than her. Um, but yeah, no, I, I didn't like the hair. I would have liked it to be more like Landon was saying, it needed to be more organic. There felt like you were like, you kind of hit it where it's like, everything's just sort of stuck on. Mm -hmm. There's really no rhyme or reason why she has hair.
0: Yeah. Um, I saw this on Reddit, and that was a really good observation, but they pointed out that on both episodes that Jade went home, it was for a hair-focused episode. So when she went home on season five, it was another one. It wasn't necessarily hair, I think. I think it was just more they had to put like um some sort of like frill or something like that, but it was like I can see what they mean. But like maybe it was hair. It could have been hair. I don't remember. Um, but uh maybe someone in the Discord does. But Jane went home on an episode that involved hair on Drag Race, and then went home on a hair-related episode on Dragula. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so hair seems to be not her thing. Um, Hoso's rude thing and the way they called her out. Your thoughts on this? I know you kind of thought about, talked about it already, but I don't know if you have any more thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it, it must be a problem if they have to talk about it mm-hmm. so much. Um, and you do kind of see in the, in the cut tos that she's like, you know, people are like literally helping her into the costume. Yeah. But I, I feel like I wonder if you were saying if it's more of just her demanding it rather than asking for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was an interesting. It, it's like we keep seeing a little bit more behind the scenes and I kind of like it. I like that they're willing to do that.
0: You know, I think I jumped ahead a little bit. So let me read this part. On the main stage, no one is safe. You're either top or a bottom. Hoso Teratoma is named the winner of the challenge, and Sigourney and Jade are up for extermination. For the extermination, the monsters will be locked in the Roach Acropolis with an increasing amount number, actually increasing number of cockroaches, for as long as they can stand it. Now, Lori, uh, one of the things I wanted to know, I I thought it was really funny when um, they're all like, "Oh my God, Jade, I'm so sorry, your cat passed away." Uh, that is awful, and then um Landon is like, "Yeah, it's so sad. I'm sorry about your cat." Anyway, I wish I could have seen more blood. Like you ate a bunch of children, and like I thought it was funny that they started criticizing for like she's not being gory enough. Yeah, after the
1: cat passed. Well, away. I also felt like it was kind of weird that she didn't take that moment to say something like, like they were like, "How are you doing?" She could have been like, "I'm, you know, I'm struggling" or whatever. Yeah. But she was just like, "I'm good." And it's just mm-hmm. like, well, you know, obviously, clearly you're not. So be honest. Um, I thought that was weird. Uh, can we talk a little bit about the, the judging about how they said that everybody, you're either in the, you're either a winner or you're in the bottom. Mm -hmm. Because what doesn't that normally make you when you, when I hear that, right? Mm -hmm. I think, okay, so we're going to have one winner and then everyone else is up for extermination. Doesn't that kind of make it seem like that's the case?
0: no drag race does something similar i don't think they called them winners but they're like i could be wrong but i think they said you're either the top or you're the bottom
1: but like what what does that mean to be in the bottom then if that's the case like like they they kind of made it seem like there were some stakes where it's like you're either in the bottom so you're up for elimination
2: mm-hmm.
1: or you are a winner right which is funny but then they...
0: it didn't play out that way but go ahead
1: yeah, then they make every most. Then they make most of the people safe. So there was really no point for them to say that.
0: No, I think what they were saying because you know in the beginning of the final judgment they let like two or three people go backstage. They don't even get critiqued. And I think what uh, they were saying is you're all going to be critiqued.
1: Well, I felt like they. That's different than saying you're in the bottom. Mm-hmm. In the bottom, to me, makes me feel like oh, you're up for elimination, which that's not the case.
0: All right, Zava. I think she should have been in the bottom, too, except for Jade. I think I didn't think Jade was horrible, but I think Jade just wanted to go home. I think she was done, and they were like, we will give you your wish.
1: Yeah, well, I think that Jade, to me, overall, was not... See, that's the thing, though, now that I'm thinking about it, is that the Bully brothers do something that I feel like is a little confusing because sometimes they'll go based off the di- that day competition. And sometimes they'll go based off like an over arc, like mm-hmm. how they're doing throughout the entire season, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, I think if we look at through the entire season, Jade Jane should have gone home because she yeah. was clearly the, the worst of all of them. So, you know, now in the competition, but if you're looking at just that competition, then yes, I think that, um, I would say that La Zavaleta should have been in the bottom. I still think Sigourney Beaver should have been in the bottom. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean if we're because then um who was the queen that went home second that won the following because Astrid. I, Astrid. I felt like that that should have been that kind of over arc. Should have been used for her because she was did so well the first episode, But then the second episode they kick her, they kill her off. Mm-hmm. And she it wasn't like she was terrible, she just wasn't good. But it was like they were just like, No, you're done. We didn't, this competition, you didn't do very well.
0: Yeah, it was sort of interesting. Uh, I wonder how that worked. Um, all right, in the cauldron, Sigourney complains that the Blaze said they could be glamorous but put her up for extermination, and Jade tells the monsters her cat died um lori all your thoughts and everything that happened in the cauldron
1: i mean she claims that they said you could be sexy but i think they they very clearly said they wanted like a like a monster like when you think of monster you don't think of a sexy monster mm-hmm. you know they wanted a monster mm-hmm. and i think that look i think that she has shown that she can do glamour amazingly but i mean it, it is true it's like they do need more from her. And so, yeah, I, I kind of was like, are you really that surprised? So,
0: well, you know what, Loy, uh, we're going to try something new here. Let's ask the fans here. Is it fair to put Sigourney in the bottom when the Boulets did say that you could be scary, campy, glamorous, et cetera. In this week's challenge, go over to speakpipe.com slash afterthought media and leave us a 90 second voicemail telling us whether you think Sigourney Beaver Followed the challenge or not? We want to hear from you uh, right here during the seance. Um, during the extermination challenge, the monsters have cockroaches, dumped them then by a Boulet brother's henchman. Later that night, J. Jolie is bound and gagged in the Boulet brother's salon to get a haircut from Drak Morda. Swan Thula tells Drak to take the whole thing off, so Drax slits Jade's throat, killing her. Lorian K. Roggenkamp, do you have any final thoughts on the episode, including the extermination challenge and including the actual extermination itself?
1: I would have quit at that extermination. There's no way oh, really? you can not pay me to sit in a room full of cockroaches crawling over my body. There's yeah. no way. No way in hell. Um, the second thing is I felt like the extermination with Jay Jolie, mm-hmm. I felt like, um, I, I thought it was kind of crazy. Like I, to me, it felt, it felt almost like us trying to do our, our intro skits where it's like they didn't really have like a yeah. a way to go. So they were like, take off a little off the top. And then she like cuts a strand uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then it's like a little more. And then she cuts another strand. And I would have loved it if they had just kept going until the, she was completely bald. Yeah, Um But then she's like, no, take the whole thing off. So then they slit her throat, but you would think it would be like, wouldn't you just chop her head off? Like yeah. it was
0: such a weird. And then they just left her there.
1: Yeah. It was so weird. It, I feel like the deaths are kind of getting a little eh. They're getting lazy. They're like, uh, like our bits. Yes. Yeah. Like, like us in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was okay. It was, it was not as bad. I felt like as last episode's death, but it was, it was still, I wish they would have at least like chopped her head off or something. But then I also have to think like, well, maybe they didn't have the production to, to pull that off or something, you know, so.
0: All right, Laurie. Well, before we call it a day, uh, I wanted to do a short little seance. Would you mind if I did Yeah. All right. Here we go. Spirits and ghosts from worlds beyond. I don't know what it rhymes with the word beyond. What would rhyme with beyond? Uh... Okay. Laurie fell down and slipped up. Slipped on a banana peel and fell in a pond. I don't know. All right, here we go. Ready for this voicemail?
1: Yes. All right, here we go. I told you that in private.
2: Hey, Joe and Lori. Just checked out the most recent Ghost Glamour episode of Hello Uglies and absolutely loved it. Uh, It was fabulous. Uh, First time, long time here. And I do have to say, uh, giving you guys uh, unwarranted uh, and unnecessarily personal advice, Lori, you cannot have that cat put down. I live in Pennsylvania but I will entirely fly out and adopt the cat for you guys. Uh, something that might make the transition for you personally easier is there's actually a new cat food by Purina uh, called live clear, which is supposed to reduce the allergens in cat hair and the cat dander. So I would say, check that out. So you're not further taxing your immune system. Uh, in other news.
0: Okay. Let's, let's pause there on the, um, on the seance, um, your thoughts on everything that she just said.
1: Uh, well, first off, I don't want the cat to be put put down. Star is the one who's like, if it can't live here, then it's not going to survive. So we're just going to put it down. So that's sort of like, she's basically saying that if you can't handle the cat, then it has to die. I'm like, that's
0: a terrible, how would star feel about this person coming out here and picking up the cat?
1: I mean, she would she would need to do an extensive interview. <laughs> before she
0: put the, before she, it was like, the, this woman yes. is killing the cat?
1: She would need to know that the cat is would be in good hands. She would, I think, Star, look, I love her to death, but Star is a very unique, ran, weird person. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say Star does not want the cat to die. Star, you know, Star would be heartbroken. And I don't want the cat to die. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that that is a, a weird conversation we had. Um, I will say also, this person has a very sexy voice. Oh, so,
0: all right, let's move on.
2: I, mean, I feel like I feel like I'm getting it next. Joe, you can't leave LA. Who's going to be my uh, insight into the pulse of Hollywood and the gay scene? And what happens when you go to Seattle? The, what you're going to drive down? The thought of driving down for any of like the finales or anything like that, you're just going to be like, ugh. And you're not going to want to do it. So, despite the fact that you might have found true love and you know you're looking to start the next chapter in your life, you can't do that. Because I don't approve. Just thought you'd like to know. <laughs> then she got cut off.
1: I love this person who, I don't know her name, but I, I, I love like that she thinks I love I'm in touch person.
0: with the the Hollywood and gay scene.
1: I I also love that she thinks that you're not already, like, ugh, with, with driving to the, the finales oh, yeah. now. I think um, that she,
0: I love she thinks I'm already, like, I'm not, ugh, about moving to Seattle, which, by the way, when Aiden hears that, I'm going to get in so much fucking trouble, but whatever. <laughs> Seems that well, just, I, I just get in trouble.
1: Yeah, well, which, mean, which love, means it I, must
0: be true love. Go ahead.
1: I I don't think we should. I don't, Joe. I don't. I'm in a. I'm in
0: a... I think Lori unplugged her microphone by accident because she's laughing and I don't hear sound. I mean, she's laughing hysterically right now.
1: I, yeah. I'm trying to be secretive and I screwed up my microphone yeah Joe yeah that's it. I think we should let her know that we are in no way connected to the LA gay community <laughs> I know
0: I, I love that she thinks I'm in, in any way in touch with the LA gay community yeah <laughs>
1: i mean that's very flattering yeah but i think didn't we get a cease and desist from the la community
0: yeah the la community got together and sent us a legal letter saying please stop they, mentioning
1: like on legal letterhead yeah. they would rather know?
0: have you know that guy that was killing uh black men by giving the meth they would rather yes. ha- have him associated with them than us
1: yeah they said that in the letter
0: yeah they actually said that in the letter like we oh we they- still haven't disowned him
1: we, we yeah, uh, who's that senator that like voted for all that anti-gay stuff and then was found like partying on Fire Island or something?
0: Every Republican senator
1: isn't his name like Adam Roach or something oh, I don't like know. that? Yeah. Okay, but he yeah they Oh w- no, they want I him. know who
0: you're talking about. You're talking about. um... Oh, now you said his name. I for- totally forgot it. Okay, go ahead. Yes,
1: they they told us that they were like he. We want him. More than we want. He, no, and you Laurie. know
0: what's funny? You're saying that we're being facetious, but they actually have welcomed him into their arms, open arms, <laughs> open arms.
1: Yeah, they're like, "Hey, man, no worries." I yeah. mean, sure, you tried to ruin our lives. Yeah, and yeah, yeah.
0: Aaron Shock, thank you, Travis. Cosby. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Shock. Oh
1: yeah. Um. All right. Well, Lori. his drag name is Adam Roach.
0: Yeah. Let's call it a day there. Uh, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Hello Uglies. This episode was produced by Zach Burt. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Dracula Season 4. So, for Laurie Roggenkamp and myself...
1: Goodbye, uglies! <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to Hello Uglies. Have something to say? Email us at hellouglies at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. For more LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Lori has another podcast. It's called Bloody Podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Camp on Instagram at Lori Uliar. That's L-A-U-R-I, the letter U, L-I-A-R. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Hello Uglies is an afterthought media
2: podcast.